Okay, so. Um, okay, so just kind of an introduction. My name's Ariel. Um, I'm part of the HP team for iGEM. Um, and this is Jorge. He's, also, he's part of our wet lab and dry lab team. So he's the one kind of in the lab doing all of the, the hardcore work. Um, and I think uh, if it's okay, like we wanted to give you like a general overview of our project. So you haven't like, you know what we're doing so we can ask you about it um, afterwards. Okay. Okay, so Jorge, you can share your screen. Yeah. So I'll start by presenting um, so our project. So basically our project consists of creating a new strain of same bacteria uh, that we will try to give it the ability to degrade pesticides, especially organophosphates, uh, which are uh, mainly used as insecticides. So to do that, we are implementing and uh, cloning some uh, proteins that will degrade and cleave these organophosphates. And we are also creating the kill switch that will be activated after the pesticides are degraded from the environment, especially water. So to do that, we are implementing two plasmids into cyanobacteria. So these are the two designs that we have and that we are working on. So we have a simple plasmid that will express the protein that will degrade the pesticides. Uh, OPH is the enzyme that can catalyze the degradation of the organophosphates. And on the other hand, we have the kill switch system that's, that is implemented into another plasmid. So the kill switch system is a toxin antitoxin system. So every time there's pesticide degradation, we will have the toxin expressed in the cell. And when there are no pesticides, uh, the antitoxin will be more, ex more, uh, more expressed than the toxin, therefore will have the, the cell, the cell living in the environment. So how does it work? Uh, the organophosphate degradation part and the kill switch system are really closely related. So this part is the organophosphate degradation part. So here we have OPDB and OPH, which are the enzymes that degrade pesticides. They are constitutively expressed in the cell by, uh, they are under uh, expression of this promoter. It's a strong constitutive promoter. And they will produce the organophosphate hydrolase, which is the enzyme that will degrade organophosphates. And we will end up with this intermediate, which is a nitrophenyl compound. Now, uh, we decided to build a dose-dependent pathway. So at the same time as the degradation of organophosphates is happening, we'll have expression of a transcription factor, which is DMPR. So DMPR is a transcription factor that can bind to different kinds of nitrophenyl compounds to make a complex. So when our pesticides are degraded, we'll have the nitrophenyl byproduct. 
And at the same time, we'll have production of DMPR that will bind to that nitrophenol to make a working transcription factor that can express the toxin inside the cell. So therefore, after uh, degradation of multiple organophosphates, we'll have the toxin activation that will, at the end, kill the cell. Uh, we're also... Can yes, I ask sure. you a question here? Uh, so during the degradation of the organophosphate, this is going to release the the red, um, the three M4 MP, NP. Uh, so with that, that's going to stimulate the DMPR. So uh, I, I just wonder if you were just killing your cell during during the, the where they are performing the degradation. Yeah, that's one. Uh, that's a good question that we also propose ourselves. Uh, at, at, uh, during the ideation part. So the first construct that we had was only this part, directly linked to the kill switch. And we decided to implement this part uh, because uh, the MPR will be also expressed, but this one is a really weak promoter. So in order to activate the kill switch, we will need high quantities of the MPR meaning that we will also need high quantities of organophosphate degradation to make this complex. Uh, we call this like the dose-dependent uh, kill switch because uh, one limiting step would be the production of the MPR. Therefore, it will uh, delay the response mm -hmm. uh, that will uh, stimulate the kill switch. Okay, what about the the other way around? Meaning that um, when you when there is no products, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, because um, I have a other perp other articles that use the other uh, strategies. Meaning that when there is no organophosphate the uh let's say the killing system is carrying on meaning that when there is the argophosphate it's inhibit the the let's say the air will be inhibited the dmpr and when there is no organ organophosphate in the medium the 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 the, the um, killing system will occur or whatever uh, yes so that that's another factor that we uh, also talk about and we are actually working on a side kill switch with that model yep. that in the absence of organophosphates, we will have cell death. Uh, however, we also found like a, a little problem with that, which is that at the lab, when we do this transformation of these plasmids into the cell, uh, we will require constant uh, input of organophosphates in order for the cell to live, right? Yeah. So that would be um, a little bit harder because uh, we would need like very strict growing conditions for the cell. Uh, however, yeah, we are working with a uh, with a side kill switch. Uh, it's not based on this model. We are using EcoR one, which is a type two endonuclease. 
uh, yeah, instead of the toxin. Okay. So we are working also on that pathway, but we found uh, that that issue is not actually a problem, that we have to be more uh, precise and strict at the time of uh, giving the growing conditions for the cell. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, finally we have the antitoxin, which is re relevant in terms of uh, any errors uh, and leaky expression, basically, and basal expression of the toxin. So the toxin is a highly stable protein that it's also highly constitutively expressed when the promoter is activated. And the antitoxin is under low constitutive expression. So if there is any basal leak expression of the DMP promoter, uh, will the antitoxin will keep the cell alive. Yeah, in a way also the antitoxin make this pathway uh, dose dependent. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, a very brief description of the project we are doing. So uh, as you can see, we have multiple parts uh, we are trying to assemble together. We have uh, the promoters, uh, the open reading frames, terminators, and we got four of, of, of the three of them. So it makes uh, 16 parts <laughs> we need to assemble. So we're working on that right now in the lab. Um, yeah. Uh, we got some questions also for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so first I just, I think we wanted to kind of get your general impression of our project, like based on like the feasibility, the idea, how difficult yeah. implementation might be kind of thing. First uh, thing, uh, uh, this consortium will be transformed in what, uh, what cyanobacteria, what species? Uh, we're working with two right now, which is PCC 7942 and 6803. So, uh, is this a name of a strain? Yeah, uh, the species is Cyanococcus elongatus. Okay, is this a good, uh, uh, a lot of background about how easy to transform this kind of uh, uh cyanobacteria with that kind of uh platinum yeah so most literature literature about uh synthetic biology with cyanobacteria is based on one of the strains and species we're working with um yeah we were thinking about working with another strain which is uh one of the novel ones and that has uh, really fast doubling time, but there is not too much literature behind it. Mm -hmm. So we just decided to go with this one that it's uh, the most commonly used. Okay, as a plasmid, can um, can I, can you bring me back to the slide where you're on your two plasmid, please? Yes. Okay, what is the origin of uh, replication here? So we got PBR322. So is this for the collide? Yeah, it also works. Uh, so PBR three three twenty two is also a plasmid that has been previously used in cyanobacteria. 
So they took, uh, for building the construct in E. coli, we decided to go with a simple plasmid, which is uh, PET21, PET28. However, we are aware that we cannot use that one to transfer into cyanobacteria. So what we're going to do is, after building the entire construct, uh, take it out and transfer it to the proper plasmid. However, we'll also try to transform with PET21, PET28, because uh, we talked with a university in the Netherlands, and they have done it. Uh, but yeah, we'll try with the plasmid that was previously used, and also PET21, there's evidence that can also work. Okay, so there is evidence that we look, this kind of a replication will work in cyanobacteria. <clears throat> so you're going to in your design you have to take the this two plasmid in a cyanobacteria uh there's maybe some exclusion from one plasmid to another so, you know two plasmid of the same origin can exclude e each other so you have to be careful about your your putting two plasmid in the same bacteria of same species because it could be, it's impossible that there is exclusion because of the uh, origin of replication uh some original replication can some, there is what we call plasmid is incompatibility factors that mean that some plasmid cannot be with another plasmid in the same species that there is an exclusion because there are mechanisms of exclusion by the origin of replication. So you have to be careful about just, you have to read about if you can put this two plasmid construction in a cyanobacteria, uh, maybe the origin of replication will exclude one or the other, I don't know where, but you have to read about this. And this is I'm not completely uh, known about all this, but that could be a problem with your, your um, uh, your project here. So the replication in cyanobacteria with the PBR two twenty two original replication, uh, it seems to be okay, but it, maybe this is not high efficient in this cyanobacteria. I don't know. Uh, literature, literature can tell you about this. Um, oh, one question about that: yeah. uh, Could this exclusion also happen even though we have different selectable markers in the plasmid? Because in, in one in one we have uh canamycin and in the other one ampicillin. Uh it's a good question. Um I I I'm not a, uh, I don't have enough background knowledge about this, but yeah, you should read about the the how to put two different plasmid in the same uh cell that could that that could be a problem. One other problem is uh, you want to use this cyanobacteria to, to carry that on a, uh, let's say, wastewater treatment. Let's say we put it that in, a, in an environment where it will carry the action. Um, one problem with this is that the, if maybe this is what you want also, uh, um, if there is, sometimes plasmids tend to be, let's say, use a lot of energy from the cells. And the, if this, the bacteria don't 
need the back uh, the, the plasmid, it will exclude it, meaning that it will last with time uh, if they don't see anything from the selection slug. The selection of your plasmid here is a canamycin. If I can see here, canamycin in both, meaning that you have to put all, all, all the time uh, antibiotic to be sure that your plasmid will stay in the cell and not with time, the cyanobacterium, I'm going to get rid of this uh, plasmid because it costs me a lot of energy to keep it. Um, uh, and that's something that you have to think about it, that you have always to have selection to keep your plasmid inside of the cyanobacterium. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if you... Most most of construction now with let's say cyano with this kind of well if you put less bit but are you did you consider uh, integrating your construction in the chromosome of the of the cyanobacterium? Uh, yes. So in the literature paper where we found this kill switch. They tried uh, to include it both ways. They tried integration and transformation, and they were successful with the integration using PBR uh, three twenty two as a plasmid. Not uh, so PBR three twenty two. It's an entire plasmid too. So they were able to to integrate in the chromosome. Uh, First, they had to linearize uh, one plasmid and then insert it. So that, that's uh, another thing that we will try in case the transformations don't work. Uh, we decided to go with transformation because it's more uh, commonly used. Um, yeah, but we should consider also the integration. Yeah, that's the that's the point. Um, uh, let's say because first of all, the incompatibility of plasmids, different plasmids, the you you have to use cannabisin to keep your plasmid inside the cyanobacteria. If you release a cyanobacteria in an environment, the cannabisin cannot go with it. So you're going probably with generation of replication if there is no organo. Uh, Although the organophosphate is not uh, a pressure for this bacteria, if if there is this is something that is not something that will kill the, the cyanobacteria, so there is organophosphate is not a pressure molecule to keep the plasmid in. Then the, the only thing that keep the plasmid in the cell is cannabisin. So I'm afraid that with time you're you're going to lose your plasmid uh, when it's replicated in the system. Uh, so because of that, it's preferable to get the, your construction integrated in the chromosome uh, to be sure that it will stay with the the cyanobacteria. Uh, all kind of. Uh, Problem that could go with that too is meaning that integration. You have to you have to be sure that you're going to the place where there's nothing sensitive in the in the region of the chromosome. So there is a, some kind of selection that you have to to carry with your integrants. 
what kind of technical problem I can see, but it's not impossible, but it's just a lot of work. <laughs> um, and uh, one other thing it's, uh, that could be a problem is the public acceptance of releasing um, an organism that is genetically modified. Uh, yes. Start. So we have questions about that too <laughs> that will follow. Uh, but right before that, um, one question that I have uh, is: Does the loss of the plasmid due to the lack of uh, stimulation for its use occur over time in the cell or over generations of replication? We can, it's with the replication, uh, you will you will see if you take, I'm going to give you an example. If you take a plasmid, in a, even in the E. coli, whatever, and you just replicate it for a generation, you pick and pick and pick, you're going to have the, the, a subpopulation that will not have the plasmid. And with time, with replication, the, 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 uh, the subpopulation with uh, no plasmid will be the majority. Instead, uh, unless you keep the cannabisin in your media and the plasmid will be keep at the bacteria because cannabisin will kill the bacteria. So this is the, the way that the plasmid work. So if you go to the cyanobacteria, plasmid are uh, energy for, uh, the, uh, use energy from the cell to be kept. So this is why they lose their the bacteria lose the plasmid if they don't need it. Uh, I just wonder if there's another way that the plasmid can be kept with antitoxin, toxin, maybe another way to to work. I don't know. Well, that, that, that's a problem with the plasmid. So it's feasible. You have to, to find that and you may go to a dead end if the, you're going to lose your plasmid because it's not, you cannot put cannabisin in it. Um, no. maybe, maybe there's another selection mar, uh, gene that you can put inside to be sure that the plasmid would be, to be sure that it the cyanobacteria would keep. So one, uh... One thing about the cyanobacteria that was uh, in a way negative, but in this case would be positive, I guess, is the doubling time that we have. So the doubling time for our cyanobacteria is six hours compared to E. coli, which is 20 minutes. So in a way, uh, it will last longer and could replicate with the plasmid that we want for some days, I guess. Okay, so your strategy to use cyanobacteria because there's low replication time, the meaning that uh, the meaning that you six hour to doubling time, which is <laughs> tough yeah. to uh, tough <laughs> to uh, really um, And um, so you you hope that the plasmid will be more stable and something that that's something you have to try. Why? So the purpose of using cyanobacteria or using a strategy is to use this bacteria in a wastewater treatment system. Why cyanobacteria in this case? Why not? So uh, 
and snow back there or something that is you can see easily in uh, wastewater treatment. So one of the first reasons is that say, bacteria can uh, readily use uh, any kind of carbon sources. So they can take any uh, human created compounds and use them as use them as carbon sources. Uh, they are also able to fixate uh, nitrogen really easily. And they are also autotrophs. Uh, well, actually mixotrophs, the ones that we're working with. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually need a high input of, of carbon sources. They can produce their own. Yeah, you can, uh, you can uh, use photosynthesis to get the energy. Yes. Um, Okay, no. that's that's the 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 list of problems that, that give you that it's the incompatibility of plasmin, uh, the uh, stability of plasmin of the the bacteria. Um, that's the, the that's the um, that's the problem. I think that the killing system, uh, the, the 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 comments that I did that I made before. It's okay. It's, 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 it's your strategy is it's 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 good also. But yeah, but I think most of the my, um, my comments, my reservation, let's say in English, I think said that like that, is that incompatibility of plasmin and yersinobacteria, and the stability of plasmin with time in the in the yersinobacteria because octophosphate is not hard. It's not yes. Um, and, and after that is a social issue that we can discuss later. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I just wanted to ask, so um, like in your experience, like you, you, your use of the kill switch is like a different uh, like method than what we're doing, but do you think the kill switch is overall like an effective method for biocontainment? I think so. Yes, uh, I saw some papers. There are a lot of papers on that, but there is some killing system that is produced by bacteria to mm -hmm. that. So uh, I think so. Uh, even that, uh, like I said, uh, this is not foolproof. Meaning, there are, you you may end up with some bacteria, some transformant that you lose. Uh, their plasmid, if you put that in a chromosome, they will lose their their, um, their system. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question of uh, stability. Uh, bacteria, we can see bacteria, the DNA of, in bacteria as a moving molecule, meaning there is a lot of rearrangement can occur with times. So it's, it's a very dynamic system. So, uh, just you have to be sure that everything is stable that will the time always carry the right activity putting that in a in an environment like a wastewater treatment where bacteria will came out in the environment anyway uh, it's be difficult my point of view and i think from People that make regulation legislation uh, that could be difficult to accept for this, uh, unless you have example that is that was done with other system that the some government I accepted that the release of organ uh, modified organic system. Um, 
what I, what, you know, what, what people, what scientists, a researcher use now is more than trying to get a consortium of bacteria that is selected on organophosphate and see if they can, if you can enrich some bacteria or a, a complex of bacteria from enrichment that carry the activity that you want. And based on that, you can put that in your system. This is more acceptable because what you, your construct as you made, if you have, if you, you can have the same thing with the drain construction by the bacteria you selected from enrichment. So you can bring, I don't know, you can take sludge from a wastewater system that is, that I've seen that kind of organophosphate and try to do an enrichment of bacteria that can use that kind of organophosphate. Meaning that, for example, you go to a, you, you go to a wastewater treatment, you know that the uh, wastewater treatment have a recurrent uh, episode of organophosphates, meaning there is probably organism that is able to degrade that kind of molecule. So you take a sludge, you carry in the laboratory, and you make enrichment. You mean you may, you put uh, organophosphate in that, and you carry uh, enrichment until uh, you get um, the activity that you want, meaning a, a, a nice and uh, efficient degradation of organophosphate. From that, you're going to have a, a population, a biotype, that is probably several types, several species of bacteria, and you, there is no modification. There is no uh, uh, the genetic or modified organisms in that, and you have a, a consortium that can maybe used for their activity. That's something that probably be more acceptable for the public. Probably have more. Um, possibility to stay in the system. Mm -hmm. And you can also get in your laboratory, uh, uh, let's say, a backup of that to re-inoculate re the, 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 your, your, uh, your, your treatment, uh, your wastewater treatment. Yeah, so essentially, like, it would be more, or the public acceptance would be higher if it, we were to, were to do it more naturally than not yes the thing we have to you, you, yeah that's right you have to you have to think about that if you do that you have to you have to go through a process with the government to mm -hmm. um make sure that your organism is safe and there is a lot of uh, steps that you have to carry on a lot of tests about toxicity um let's say that this is a modified organism, so you have to be. There's a lot of things that you have to carry around I mean, about that, and you have to uh, formulate. Uh, you have to, to go to this process so the the, the the government agency will accept your your um, your organisms. And I'm not sure you're going to be successful with uh, a an, uh, an, uh, genetic or modified organisms. That's my, my that's my that's just my yeah. feeling here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. sorry, yeah. what are you saying? No, go ahead. Wait. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. So essentially, um, like it would just be very difficult. And we've thought about like we know it would be difficult to actually implement it. But like, let's say 
the public perception was like it was okay and like our product kind of ticked all the government's boxes like would it be like a good thing to have implemented because or is like let's say dead biomass from the cyanobacteria once it's been killed by our kill switch is that have also like negative effects um in the wastewater or the water system uh, let's see um i'll be honest if uh, if i uh, if i go if i'm a i'm a an employer of an employees of the government agency that have to make um, recommendations to the government about that. I will probably mm -hmm. see. Okay. Um, even that, you 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 um, you have to just de demonstrate to me that there is not an alternative of that, meaning that you don't have to carry that kind of cyanobacteria that have to be modified genetically and to have that in a system that it, that will eventually be released in the environment, although there is a killing system, of course. But even that, uh, there have to be uh, a lot of steps that you have to prove that everything is safe. And there is also, let's say, there is probably going to have hearings about, for the publics to, about that, about this usually. and. That may be something that would be uh, difficult to to be passed. Let's say that. So what I what you do you propose? You, what you propose is there is a lot of step and hurdle that have to be passed, and that could be difficult. Uh, like I said earlier, most of what we can do here can be done by enri enrichment. Meaning that there is something in the environment that carries exactly what you want. It's just a matter of finding it, enrich it, and get it from. And you, you, you may have an, an organism that carry this kind of enzyme and be very highly uh, processive, uh, and it can be adapted to uh, wastewater treatment. Wastewater treatment, of course, there is. A lot of thing in that there is a lot of bacteria that is implemented in the wastewater treatment. There's a there is an acceptance of this microorganisms to carry this new bacteria inside of the ocean. So your strategy from the beginning to the kind of plasmid and to carry this activity is a good thinking. But what we have seen in literature from time to time is Putting uh, a single type of bacteria in a, a, a so complex environment, most of the time there is exclusion of this bacteria from uh, from the, the system. Even though there is, especially that you don't have a way to to keep this bacteria, that's a pressure to keep this bacteria inside of the system. Yeah. Um, Sorry if uh, <laughs> I don't see more enthusiasts about this thing. I think it's, I no, think yeah. it's, you have thought it's, it's, it's okay, but it, it, there is something in the, the field that it's, can be discouraging. Just the actual implementation and everything is probably not super feasible. 
uh, but that it is what it is at this point, I guess. Um, uh, Jorge, did you have any other questions? Uh, yeah, so, well, more like comments uh, regarding implementation. Uh, we also previously met uh, with, uh, I believe was uh, an industrial microbiologist that was working in a voice water treatment plant. And he was uh, talking to us about the different uh, types of wastewater treatment plants. That there's the industrial wastewater, there's the uh, uh, wastewater treatment for uh, drinkable water. Uh, there was also, he, he also mentioned the different phases in each of the, on, on these uh, treatment plants. Uh, such as like phase one, which is uh, I believe was like precipitation of any compounds, and then phase two, and he recommended uh, that we should focus not on like agricultural runoff or that kind of stuff, but we should focus on the implementation in industrial wastewater. So. In your opinion, which uh, what well, we know that is hard uh for us for the implementation, we we've been struggling with that like since the beginning. Uh, but on your opinion, which focus should we give into the implementation of the projects? Should we uh aim for uh agricultural runoff, uh industrial wastewater, or which kind of uh, water treatment? Specifically, agricultural runoff. It's uh, it's it's you, you are in the field, so you're you're dealing with the soil and uh, water and river and release cyanobacteria. It's not really good. It's, even that's actually it can carry um, good activities. Um, Industrial wastewater system, meaning the, 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 the industry that generate this kind of uh, organism, uh, compounds, that's what, that's what you, that's what you referring? From the... So we found that the organophosphates can be found, uh, well, on agricultural runoff because they are used as, as pesticides, but also, uh, organophosphates can be found on any industrial wastewater because uh, at the end, our proteins are doing what our proteins are doing is cleaving the phosphate, uh, the bond of organophosphates. So we found literature evidence that it can degrade different kind of pesticides. Mm -hmm. However, uh, for uh, of organophosphates, however, it has a preference for pesticides, organophosphate pesticides. So we could also aim for any other organophosphate that would appear in the industrial wastewater. Um, maybe this is more of my expertise here. Um, I, I cannot answer this question. Um, one thing about the wastewater system, there is different step, let's say the uh, 
on removing the sand after that there is the primary treatment with depending is this physical chemical system that's where that is precipitation with uh, chemicals or this is uh, the primary um, uh, activities could be uh, microbial activities like uh, uh, the uh, I, I reiterated uh, I say I need that uh, okay it's a basin that's the irritated basin that's a that's a, it's a microorganism that's this uh, hair that is pushed in the uh, in the in the used water uh, the uh, wastewater that is make that the microorganisms can degrade the matter uh so there is also secondary treatment that removed of uh, nitrogens meaning like the nitrification and denitrification can occur so if you have to implement your system for organophosphate uh maybe a, a tertiary uh treatment could be added meaning that's another tank with your bacteria inside of that where the bacteria where the um, let's say the almost clean um almost clean water treat, uh, treated water that will remove that kind of uh, compound uh, the other thing is the organophosphate is not a source of carbon if i recall so the cyanobacteria can use um can use uh, photosynthesis to carry get their get their uh, energy and CO2 to get the carbon source. So you, so these tertiary treatment probably do not, don't need to add any carbon source. Um, that could be a strategy uh, to add another let's say, step to the wastewater treatment for specifically this kind of molecules. Uh, and that could be implemented in a place where there is a lot, let's say that the organophosphate is, uh, let's say, substantial, meaning there's, that, that should be above a certain level that the, the, the where there is problem with the organophosphate. Um, I just wonder if the agricultural runoff will go to, let's say, in the river and that's it. Or it will the, the agricultural runoff will not go to uh, wastewater treatment. Usually they go to the environment and they go in the rivers. And so just wonder if the wastewater treatment, uh, let's say the municipal wastewater treatment, have this kind of problem with agonophosphate. <clears throat> there is more a uh, problem with let's say um, um, estrogen type of molecule in the wastewater treatment that is difficult to degrade let's see uh, yeah so I were trying also to find um, what are the current treatments uh, for like degrading uh, organophosphates from water and one of the processes that we found is the phantom, phantom, uh, yeah, photophantom and the phantom process. Uh, and yeah, we try to uh, compare our uh, form of degradation to the current uh, solutions that we have. And 
well, we found that the phantom process creates a lot of perforous sludge, mm -hmm. which it's uh, also a contaminant of the environment at the end. So we were also trying to focus on wastewater treatment plants that are using this process and maybe they can try or our fault is uh, that we can implement uh, these bacteria instead of this process to avoid the creation of the virus as much. Okay, that's what I mean. It's, it's, yeah, if your system were fine, you, you can compare, uh, let's say you try to, to convince that you, the, the people that there's a replacement of this kind of molecule, phantom, let's say it's a peroxidized uh, system, let's say. Yes. Uh, so this is oxygenation of the of the uh, organic matter, so it'd be more biodegradable by bacteria. Mostly is that. Well, the ozone is also uh, a way to, to do that also. Um, but there's no... When you're dealing with such a complex environment with water, it's... Uh, you're dealing with uh, a, a microbial population that is in equilibrium. Uh, there, you need to have some time of, uh, let's say, filamental bacteria, but not too much. Do the let's see the flocculation. Uh, you don't need too much because you're going to have bulking, so you still a completely be completely block. Um, so um, uh, the wastewater treatment, let's say the, the municipal uh, wastewater treatment, are are quite. Sometimes you have to be reassured that your system does. So they have to they have to change. So on paper. For your project, I think it's, I think you you could carry it. You can go with it, but let's say that this is not something it will be easy to do uh, with all kind of step, technical steps about cyanobacteria and acceptance, meaning all the, the regulation you have to carry on. And after that, you have to test your system in laboratory with the pilot plans to be sure that everything is fine, meaning that. Uh, you cannot just say, "Oh, we're going to put that on the uh, on the uh, on the wastewater treatment; it, it, it will work fine." So you have to carry uh, pilot plants experiment to be sure that everything is work fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's uh, really good. Uh, thank you for the feedback. It was uh, really useful. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. So is this something you're going to do on paper? You're going to do that in laboratory also. The the constructs that I show you, uh, the plasmids, uh, it's already happening. We're making uh, the assemblies uh, stripolarizing the plasmid because we are using a new cloning method that it uses everything linear, so we can make a plasmid at the end. And yeah, actually we are growing the same bacteria at the lab. We are, the only final steps would be transformations. And if they don't work, uh, the integration. Okay. And and yeah, we're working, we were planning to do the, the coming weeks uh, protein assays. Okay, uh, so, uh, 
Yeah. So, yeah, like, I just encourage you to carry on with that. Scientifically, it's okay. So you, you mean that you, you're going to, to get some good results, some negative, some positive. You're going to go this way, that way. That is the scientific uh, process. And but I just I, I just be very critical about all this uh, pro, uh, all this your project about all the problems you're going to we face, and just be aware that that some that, that kind of hurdles you're going to uh, to face, <laughs> and that could be heartbreaking somewhere. Into the implementation part, yeah. The implementation part was really like for our project we need to say like, okay, theoretically, is it possible? Is it not possible? We're, we're never really planning on actually implementing it mm -hmm. because, you know, yeah. So it's just to know or gain more information about the processes that are already out there that relate to our project. It's made also, if you go to where I see you have a competition somewhere, uh, International Genetic Engineering Machine. So you're going to get this yeah. uh, uh, competition. So. There's going to have judges there and they maybe get this exactly this what I'm going just said to you that that yeah. that that's so, and you have to to be aware about the, this question. No, oh, exactly. yeah, your your feedback was uh, really good. And <laughs> yeah, my what I was thinking is that those are some questions that the judges like may propose to. Yeah. yeah. So be positive, to, uh, be not uh, be surprised of that kind of question. It can be carried by these judges and try to find an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say uh, collaboration with uh, the partners that is used to do that, meaning that uh, from the laboratory to the field, you have the engineering engineer uh, consultant that can be used or rather company that that are used to to deal with this kind of uh, problem and uh, that's something that you could, you could probably uh, ask from some company that is used to do wastewater treatment and implement system Mabarex uh, is maybe one of those i was dealing with this company Mabarex the montreal based uh, company that could be um, contacted, I don't know. Or you can look at the uh, um, other company that is around Montreal that are dealing with wastewater treatment and different kind of environment, just on, not only municipal, but sometimes uh, small places that need to, uh, let's say, treat water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if. Um... You have any questions for us or are really any other questions? <laughs> I think I gave you all the you know, my best knowledge uh, on your project and uh, let's see. Uh, good luck and I hope you're going to be successful. Yeah, thank you, thank so you much. for the feedback. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, bye. Have, have a, a good day. Bye. Okay, so still recording though. Sorry, oh, wait. So still recording. Yeah.